Hey everybody, it has been a hot minute since I put out a new episode of Spill It, and I just want to say a massive sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I've had a bunch of technical issues with regards to uploading podcasts, um, switching from laptop to another laptop to home computer, and now I've actually got my full setup. So you will start seeing those episodes that I have been filming over the last few weeks slowly start to trickle onto here, onto your preferred podcast streaming method. For all of the live episodes, though, to see what I've been up to, you can head over to the website, www.spillit.uk, and you get to see absolutely everything on there. Um, or alternatively, yeah, just kick back and relax. You will start seeing those episodes coming through. And then once we're all caught up, you will start having your regular episodes uploaded on a weekly basis. That's right. We're nearly there. <laughs> I, but yeah, thank you for your patience. Thank you for bearing with me. And of course, a massive apology from me to you. So yeah, there we go. Let's uh, let's kick it off then. Who's ready for the next episode? Because it's going to be coming up. Let's do it. Until we spill it again, guys. Bye for now. Guess what, everyone? It's season two. Thank you so much for being part of the Spillet journey with me and tuning in to the Spillet podcast. Spillet is a show where I get to speak to inspirational people and share inspirational stories to connect people together, inspire people, and everybody should be learning something new. Spillet is filmed live every Wednesday at 7pm over on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Viewers are able to be part of the conversation by joining in and leaving comments as part of the live streams. For more information on Spill It, to find the links for the live shows, find upcoming episodes and guests to be part of the show, or to support me by joining the official Spill It Patreon or get yourself some merch, head over to the Spill It website at www.spillit.uk. Hello, welcome to Spill It. This is a show where I get to speak to inspirational people and share inspirational stories. My name is Marcus and I'm going to be keeping you company for the next 10 minutes until our special guest of the hour arrives. Spill It is all about connecting people together, inspiring others and helping people learn something new. This is no different because we are in Pride Month. We are doing a, a Pride Month here at Spill It, which I'm really excited for. Uh, I didn't do one last year. And this year I was like, yeah, we are 100% going to do it this year. So welcome to Pride Month. This is episode 62, All Things Trans. And my special guest of the evening, Danielle Hopkins, will be joining us at 7.10 p.m. So make sure that you stay tuned for that. If you haven't checked out our other episodes yet, then you can do. All you have to do is head over to the Spill It website, www.spillit.uk, and you will be able to catch up with all of the episodes that we have done so far. 
That is by visual. So you'll be able to go on to the links to the Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch sites, and you'll be able to see all the episodes that we've done. Or if you're wanting to listen to this via podcast, so you're wanting to listen to this on the move, then you can do that as well by heading over to the website and you can follow it by uh, going onto the Spotify or the Google or the Apple or now Amazon and Audible. So if you're wanting to listen to this on the move, then you can do by heading over to the, uh, the website, follow the links, give me a little cheeky subscribe or follow or whichever whichever platform allows you to do whatever, do that because that will then keep you up to date with every single episode as well. Get those comments and questions put into the comments box. Just come and say hi. Let me know what the weather's like for you. How, by the way, talking of the weather, how have people been sleeping? It's been horrendous. Last night was like one of the worst nights sleep I've probably ever had. I'd say ever had. We had like massive heat wave like a few months ago, didn't we? It was sweltering last night. I was not prepared. I was not prepared to be this moist in September. That is uh, that is the truth. That is the that is the truth. I was not prepared. I, I I was not ready for it. But how have you guys been sleeping? Has anybody got any tips? If you've got tips or tricks on how to sleep during this heat, then let me know as well. Put it in the comments box. Well, let's discuss it live on air. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to spill a little bit of tea because it's <laughs> it's tea time. That's right. It is tea time. It is a brand new section. So you may have remembered tea time launching last week when we had Gideon on as a guest. And I wanted tea time to be this little thing that, you know, where we searched through the internet and we found articles that I could really tell my truth about and all that lot. And then you may have noticed, obviously, this week I've not done any announcements. Well, I'm going to merge the two together. So my tea time will be both. Um, anything that I found on the internet, and also my announcements. I just think it makes more sense. It just flows better. So here is my tea time for today. I haven't got any articles for you, so we're just going to go straight into, like, announcements, but tea. So here we go. It's the last few days. Now, you might remember that a few weeks ago when I was um, interviewing Eric Rashke, I spoke about the fact that I had handed in my notice from work. And that I was going into this big wide world and all this lot and not knowing exactly what's going to happen. And I've been, it's now my last few days. So I finish on Friday. I have put plans in place. I know what I'm doing and things like that. But it's such a relief to know that my time of my current role is coming to an end. It's actually a massive weight off my shoulders because I've, I have felt quite mentally drained over the last year and a bit, I would say. I would say since the very first lockdown, that's when the fatigue started settling in. And it got to a point where I was like, I need to realize my worth again and my value. And I felt very underappreciated, very undervalued. Um, And I felt as though I was just brought into that role or into this new role is kind of like a gimmick, if that makes sense, that 
they was using so people who know me on a personal level know that I dance and that I can teach dance and all of that lot. Um the the problem that I had was that once work had found out that obviously I, I danced and we were doing things at a, at, from a distance um over the over the internet and all that lot. They basically just wanted me to do laws of dancing and I was like I don't want this, that's what I do in my spare time. That's what I do for fun. I don't want to kind of mix the two together. And it felt as though like I was more a little little dancing monkey. It was like, Marcus, you need to do this. You need to dance. And I just felt really awful over the last few months with work. And it got to a point where I was just like, something needs to change. And I'd spoken many times uh, to management above, uh, talking about the fact that how I was feeling. And it wasn't nothing was being done about it. No, no action was being taken. And so I made that decision to hand in my notice to give me that break away from it all and kind of spread my wings a little bit. And I'm so happy that I've done so. However, what I will say is where I currently work before I, before I leave, I have to say this, Spill It would not have been born without them. So we were given tasks to do to kind of set something up uh, in the in in the background whilst we were working from home during the lockdowns and things like that. And the idea of Spill It came from that. And so I kind of ran with Spill It like as a personal thing, but it started off as a project for work, which is like very like early on. You'll you'll notice that I did like product placements and things like that. And yeah, um, but yeah, I've moved away from that completely now um, and obviously it's just my own personal thing but spill it would not have been born without the people at work and i've met some brilliant and amazing people and even like management wise like i know that obviously for the last few months i've felt quite underappreciated from management however they have been very very supportive uh, especially like after i handed in my notice as well they have been very very supportive um and it's been it's been good to see but yeah, so I'm heading into my last few days of work uh, at my full-time job. And it is very, very daunting, but I'm very looking forward to walking into this big wide world um, with fresh eyes and fresh ideas and new challenges ahead. So yeah, what my message to anybody out there, if you are feeling undervalued, underappreciated at your work, do something about it. Don't just stand around and complain. Don't just wonder, like, oh, I wonder if the grass is greener or whatever. Like, you'll never know unless you take that plunge. If you feel undervalued, if you feel underappreciated, your feelings are valid. You are allowed to feel like that because that is how you feel. And nobody can tell you that you are not, you shouldn't be feeling like that because that's how you're feeling. Let's be honest. If you're feeling a certain type of way, that's because you've been made to feel that certain type of way. They're the ones with the problem, not you. Remember that. I felt very underappreciated. I had people saying to me, oh, but you shouldn't feel like that because we do blah, blah, blah. Well, no, that doesn't stop the fact that the feelings are there. And so therefore you have done something to make me feel like that. So your feelings and your thoughts are valid. Please remember that, but do something about it. Don't just stand and complain. Don't just live in that negative space. Do something about it. That is my advice for you and lastly before we bring Danielle on um 
I am releasing a book. I've just written my fourth chapter of my book. Uh, I did an Instagram live about this, actually, and I'm going to be doing another Instagram live uh, on Friday. So I'm writing a book. So the book is called A Little Bit of Happiness, and it's about how you can find your bits of happiness in the negative space that you've got in your life whether that be through life itself, through relationships, through mental health, through career, through family, through friendships, whatever. If you have a negative space in those areas, you've got to cling on to the positives. You've got to cling on to the happiness uh, within those areas. And that's how you see through it. And that's what the book's going to be about. It's, uh, it's going to be a, a telling of my story the experiences that I've gone through with regards to friends, family, relationships, etc., and how I found my little bits of happiness in those, in those areas to help me and to learn from them and grow from it into the person that I am today. So yeah, I've just finished chapter four. I don't know how many chapters are going to be. We'll have to wait and see, but I'm hoping that the book will be ready to be sent uh, to publish uh, before Christmas. So hopefully in the new year, there'll be a little bit of happiness by Marcus Wright in the shops, which will be absolutely epic. So you'll have to stay tuned for that journey. Right. I have talked your ear off. That was a little bit of tea time. Okay, are you ready? Because it is time to bring out my special guest for the evening. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to talk about this. This is going to be epic. I really can't wait. So, without further ado, here we go. It is my special guest of the hour. It is Danielle Hopkins. Hello, Danielle. Hiya, Marcus. How's it going? How are you? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing all right, yeah. It's the first time on a podcast, so if I'm a bit, ooh, a bit, woo, uh, I'm sure I'll catch up. We can edit in close to something, it'll be fine. <laughs> a little bit of what, sorry? A little bit, woo, a bit, ah, <laughs> A little bit of woo! Yeah. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. If you want to be plenty of woo, then you be plenty of woo. Uh, but you'll be fine. We're just having a conversation. That's all <laughs> it is. Don't you worry yourself. Just to, obviously, because it can be a bit daunting, and I mm -hmm. completely appreciate that. Don't you worry. Um, right. How about we play a little game? Okay. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> let's do it. This is the five-second rule. That's right, it is the five second rule. This is a game that I play with all of my guests. It's just a nice little icebreaker game, just something just to make us feel a little bit relaxed and put a smile on people's faces. So all I will do is I will ask you to name three somethings and you've got the you've got five seconds to name those three somethings. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Brilliant. Well, let's get going then. Name three lethal things. Lethal things. Um, earthquakes, tornadoes, and tsunamis. Just in time. Just in time. That's three for you. Well done. Name 
three things you do when no one is looking? Oh, pick my nose, sigh a lot, and fold my arms. There you go, plenty of time as well. So you've scored six so far. Can you oh get a God. perfect nine? Here we go. Name. <laughs> name three girls' names that start with J. Gemma, Julia, and Jody. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> Scott, it's perfect. Sorry. Nine out of nine. It's a very rare occurrence that it never really happens. Nine out of nine. Oh. So well done. I think you're like the third or fourth person to have done it out of like 62 people. Okay. So okay. Yeah. congratulations. Well, well done. Thank you. Bronze medals all rounds, I think. Way bronze medals. <laughs> bronze medals all around. Okay, are you ready? Uh, because I'm I I there's so much that we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And this is a subject that we could talk about for hours on end. Uh, but yep. we're gonna try and cram as much of it in within like 45 minutes as possible, aren't we? Yeah, short, short as possible. <laughs> short as possible. But first, I want to know who is Danielle Hopkins. God, how long is a piece of string, Marcus? You've asked the ultimate question there. Right there, right it straight in at the straight in at the, the, the so I'm Danielle. I'm 150 years old. I'm not really, I'm 42. <laughs> um I've been uh, in sort of like the trans community and working in the trans area for oh god, near enough 20 years on and off. It started way back in the day on MSN Messenger. Can you remember oh, those wow. days? Yeah, yes, yeah. we you could so, nudge people. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you're kind of nudging them just to annoy them. I used to love doing that. Now, everyone <laughs> had those sort of like long things. So I was on a couple of trans forums and I was just working for people who needed help. I was at a situation where I wasn't out myself, but I could understand and relate and talk to them through that. Um, from there, I've obviously done that transitioning thing that people do. I don't know, with magic butterflies or something. I think that's what happens. <laughs> um, um, and then I've spent sort of like the, the best part of the last five, six years working in a variety of different things. I worked with homelessness, mental health, um, did a stint with a, a mental health charity as a listener. I uh, worked to Black Paws and Equality and Diversity Champion. Going back to your early thing when you're going, oh, I'm going to change career and move on and I'm feeling underappreciated. I did just that. I spent a long time working in call centres, doing sales, doing um, loyalty, doing whatever, insurance, whatever. And I thought, do you know what? I like helping people, but this isn't helping people. So I took that plunge and sort of like started um, a homelessness project or helped start a homelessness project in Burnley. Um, I've then worked way up through things like um, gender outreach working for the NHS, which I recently left for some of the reasons that you've mentioned, um, especially when being unvalued and underappreciated, but it's a worthwhile job. And it's certainly something that's very much out there that's needed for people. Um, Sophie, the person that is sort of like my counterpart or was my counterpart, is still doing a fantastic job. And I can't recommend her highly enough if people are seeking support from that. Um, currently, I've taken a complete change in about two. Um, I'm running a COVID response charity, well, COVID response project called Blaze LGBT. Uh, we're all about building resilience in the LGBTQ community within Preston. Uh, we're funded by uh, the Ministry of Housing and Local Government, um, and we're running until the end of September, but there are plans to extend that um, up until Christmas. We run drop-ins at uh, Let's Grow at Ashton Park, and we run drop-ins at Cafe Cabuni in the centre of Preston. I don't know if anyone knows that well. Go so on. you do a Carry lot. On. 
I do it, yeah, bits and pieces. And I've just changed career completely. Um, I worked my way up through a variety of things as data officer for a variety of charities whilst doing the equality and diversity stuff. Um, and now I'm information governance officer for a local sporting charity who are branching out into various different offices. I believe I've got a lot of the people uh, listening in tonight because uh, they've texted me say, I'm listening in, met the gym, I'm doing this. So big wave and <laughs> shout out to them. <laughs> uh, you can give a big shout out to who do you want to give a shout out to uh, it's it's just a big shout out to all active lancashire listening there you go hello active lancashire <laughs> yeah okay so let's talk about your your journey of self-discovery okay. so obviously you said that um there was a relation to something that you couldn't quite put your finger on uh, back in the msm messenger days and yeah. let's talk about like those thoughts, those feelings okay. to re like, you know, create the person that you are today. Okay. Oh gosh. You sitting comfortably, then I shall begin. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've known that I was trans or not the gender of my birth since I was about four or five years old. You know, when kids play in the sunshine in paddling pools and they're naked and it's like, oh yeah, we're just kids. And I'm looking at my next door neighbor and it's like, I've not got the right bits here. This doesn't work. This doesn't compute. I'm not that person. Uh, there's something wrong. But at, at that age, I had absolutely no idea how to express that. You know, it's just like I could say, I want to be a girl. I want to be a girl. I want to be a girl. And that kind of manifested itself. I did all of the uh, growing up in secret, not knowing what to do. Thanks, Section 28. We loved you. Not. Mm. <laughs> not talk about that. <laughs> Um, but it, it meant that information was hard to come by. So I used to find out information in the back of Sunday papers, um, like the Sunday people, and you had all these efforts for transformation, which is like the worst ever trans thing you could ever do when it existed, but it served the purpose. And then you had like people go, oh, there's this trans person who does this. So you read articles about trans people in Cuba or something, just as like, oh, I do exist. This is how there are other people out there like me. It wasn't until... I came up to Preston at university and I realized that, do you know what? I can actually be more than just this person who's pretending to be something I'm not. I was never an out and out alpha male. I was always kind of hidden. I was always kind of the funny one. I was always kind of the, the advice seeker, you know, that, you know, you go on a night out and you have like groups of people and you have the, well, hey, yeah, party people. And you have the people that just sit there and just like soak everything in and take everything in and come to advice and then say something. I was always that person um, because I didn't want to stand out from the crowd. That was one of the, the most abiding things of that is I never wanted to stand out. I purposely messed up my GCSEs for that purpose because I was quite intelligent. Everybody oh, get straight A's and all that. And I don't want to stand out because I'm not that person. I don't want to do And the same applied it. A-levels, I could have applied myself, but... I found the pub. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I think that happens to the best of us, to be fair. We find yeah. the pub. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was that. And then I ended up at uh, Preston at university, and it was such a revelation. I'd known about Preston and having a large trans community since before I came up. There was an article in those, going back to those paper articles I mentioned, there was one where a couple of trans people had took the then CCG to court to get a referral. Back in those days, you had to get psychologist referrals and I went down that path a long time ago you had to go to the Avondale unit which is an old mental health unit at Royal Preston Hospital 
for mm-hmm. a proper psychiatric assessment, and then you had to have another one before you even got referred. It's, it's just mental. crazy. You're walking into you you you're walking into this thing, and people think, "Oh, you're crazy," and I'm like, "I'm not crazy. This is an actual thing. This is how I want to be." Um, when you was where... sorry, carry on. Sorry. Uh, so when you were when you were growing up, mm-hmm. was the like conversations had between uh, parents and yourself and friends and yourself with obviously how you felt, but then obviously did. Did they just think that it was a phase, um, like these feelings that they weren't, like they weren't valid? If that makes sense, like, would, like were they just trying to push this narrative that this was a phase, or were they very supportive of you? Uh, what was that? No, it's like we did, did the usual kind of dress up and play up, but I hid. It's a common narrative amongst trans people. You hide. You have a stash. They call it a stash of clothes. Or breast forms, or if you're male, you have a packing device. Do you know what? You have a stash. Um, It was only really um, sort of coming to university to be a bit more open about it and going, hang on a minute, I can actually do this. I can actually be me and not have to worry about it. I came from a small market town in the middle of nowhere. Right. So LGBT community there was non existent. Mm hmm. Um, and I would literally get to use a really awful, awful thing. I'd be the only trans in the village, or at least so I thought. Believe it or not, at college there was a group of friends, and there's myself who's trans, and my friend who was also trans, but we didn't. Neither of us knew it at the time. So go and work that one out, because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but my parents, I came out. To them, oh god, uh, must be about the turn of millennium. So this is going back way, way back when, um, and it was a phone call um, that it was just I was I was at low ebb. I was just like I can't live like this anymore. This is who I want to be. But then I didn't really do anything because I was in a long term relationship at the time, and I prioritised the relationship over myself. Um, it got to about New Year's Eve in about two thousand and four. And I saw like, hang on a minute, I can't carry on like living this. I'm destroying myself. I'm destroying everything around me. I'm just being a bad person, or at least that's how I felt. I had no body confidence. I had no confidence in myself. Um, so I went and got the, the two referrals, even there, work, yay. Um, and then I got referred to the gender identity clinic. Yeah, I happened to be Leeds. Um, and my first appointment was the day the smoking ban came in in 2007. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that was quite some weight. <laughs> it was. And I only remember it because was, I was on the pub in Leeds station. And it was like, oh, the smoking ban, we won't be able to do this tomorrow. And it's like, oh, I can't remember much else about that appointment because it was all a blur. First point was like, what's happening? And just walked out complete days. My head was a mess for weeks afterwards. Um, and then I started to metrosexuality and the metrosexual look in the mid-2000s was perfect. You could get away with wearing women's jeans, women's skin. Yeah. No one noticed. No one gave. No one really noticed. It was fine. The only thing I ever got spotted on was fake tan. <laughs> the only, that was the only thing because the smell of fake tan is very distinct. And it's like, yes. oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just looking. I'm, you know, I'm just going for you know, a more sort of like cosmopolitan look. Everyone will believe that, honest. <laughs> it's one of the things you get very good at hiding and very good at um, not deceiving because it's not about deceiving, just just doing things to get through and cope. So 
sometimes it helped and it helped me is to buy to wear something that I knew was for me that wasn't anyone else was going to notice if that makes sense it helped mm -hmm. me from destroying myself as my dysphoria took hold and yeah it was hard Try, don't do that whilst working in the call center it's very difficult to hide those things those rumors go around like wildfire <laughs> with regards anyway, to um things obviously when you were got like going through this you were hiding uh hiding behind mm. stuff or hide hiding mm. who you were uh having yeah. your stash if you will yeah what was things like in the media like so with regards to tv with regards to film how represented were people in the trans community there wasn't really the only thing i can think of at the time is you had the the very famous bbc one documentary uh about um trans person that passed away and i can't for the, for the life of me remember a name um uh you had the trans prostitute in paddington green and that was pretty much your lot i remember uh, um hayley cropper from coronation yeah. street um mm -hmm. but then realistically because it's the same with obviously the the gay community as well it's villainized it's yeah. it's you are like how how the media portrayed people within the lgbtq plus community um specifically mm -hmm. as well with with transgender they they villainized these these people and yeah we obviously we're now at a point where obviously we we're now looking back and we can actually see the the wrongs uh, that obviously the media did but you are villainized in in the yeah. likes of the media now obviously with the with the gay community there was a lot of um there was a lot of villains who portrayed and yes we're going to talk a lot like this and this is how the villain <laughs> talks and um, but obviously with 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 trans i always say as i say the with the gay community that's that's kind of changed a lot now because there's a lot more representation and things like that but still even today there isn't a lot of representation is there no it isn't and it applies all the ways you get um, sort of like movies like Boys Don't Cry and things, but it's always a tragic story behind it. Mm -hmm. The Hilary Sank film. So, uh, yeah, but Boys Don't Cry. I mean, going back to like we think it's the Julia Grant story talking about um, the BBC One documentary, very famous, revisited over a, a, a few parts of her life, and she passed away about two, three years ago. Um, but then you had negative representation. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, is a very famous one with Sean Young. Sorry to give away spoilers at the end of the film. <laughs> It's a very old film. If the, I don't think people yeah. need spoilers now. I think there's a threshold. All in right. There. <laughs> okay, hashtags, no spoilers. Um, but yeah, positive, <laughs> positive, positive representation now is, is, is like you've got the likes of Laverne Cox doing Oranges and New Black, but even now she's struggling. Um, she's struggling to find work because you get typecast into you must be this and you must act this way and you must yeah. do that. I mean, it doesn't work. You know, there are the, a few the... British actresses like um, Annie Annalise in Hollyoaks mm -hmm. is a perfect example. Very openly trans. Um, and there's another, another last call. I can never remember. I'm rubbish with names. I'm not even going to go there with names. I can remember faces, names, forget it. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, I mean, but... the, the best representation that there has been in in recent years uh, with regards to TV mm -hmm. and, and film would be the TV show Pause. Um, which mm -hmm. is an all, uh, it's all people of color who are trans, uh, yeah. and it, they are. It's a full cast, 
And exactly. they have been very well represented uh, in that show. It, they've won awards and things like that. It's, it's been a brilliant TV series and it's it has really shone a light onto the trans community. But there still needs, to, in my opinion, there definitely still needs to be more positive uh, narration of, of trans lives and trans rights and everything. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree, and it's not just about having the, and it's not about having the white trans narrative. It's the as you mentioned, this trans narrative, of the intersectional nature of trans people, and there's also mm-hmm. trans men that get represented not very many places, and that's a big one of my passions. You know, it's every LGBTQ event has drag queens. It, it's de facto. Not everyone's into drag queens, but what about drag kings? Where did they come to this? And why aren't they in the same boat? Where are yeah. they? You know, it's it's all about representation. And there's a whole community out there. Everyone's journey is different. And you've got non-binary people who go, hang on a minute, we're not represented anywhere. What's going on? And they're valid as well. You know, it's it's all about having this and i don't always agree with the uproar about casting and stunt casting and things like that and only trans people should play trans people if it's a decent enough story then people will buy into it yeah that's what you're looking for um you know um, i love the fact that you know the new matrix trailer dropped or the pre-trailer dropped today and that is the whole film is an allegory for first film as well and a whole allegory yeah that was a that was announced like I think it was like last year or the year before yeah. or something like that. I remember reading that and thinking, "What? I genuinely had no idea." Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was it. Was all to do with to do with that, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it was. It was an amazing thing. It's like, oh, both directors have transitioned, and now we've got this fourth one. Um, res, 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 I can't even remember what it's called. But the point is, we've got this fourth one. But this is post transition. So is it going to follow life post the Matrix? Post the having to hide post not being that person. So the perfect metaphor was Neo in the Matrix was like all this kind of geeky and outside, I'm the hero type thing. And then he became the hero within the Matrix. And that's him coming out. And I guess that resonates with a lot of LGBTQ people because there aren't always those positive depictions. It's always, it's a highly emotional moment. And everyone's going to have fun fairs and unicorns and rainbows. And it's not like that. It isn't no. like that. I wish it was. It'd be great, wouldn't it? We can have streamers and friends. <laughs> Brilliant. Little party but, going on. <laughs> but it isn't it isn't always like that. And having sort of like a positive coming out narrative without oh your friends are all supportive. And it's it's not always about that. It's just knowing who you are. I mean, I think you mentioned it last week about it's you didn't have to tell anyone who you were. And I know Gideon didn't. It's just like you just knew. And yeah. To people that it's enough it's self-acceptance and yeah. this is who i am and tough if that makes sense definitely 100 percent. with regards to people who are out there who may be questioning um their own gender identity mm-hmm. and we've got to obviously we've got to talk about uh those people who are moving from a binary gender to a non-binary gender as well what advice would you give to someone who may be questioning? To explore it. Literally, buy some clothes that not your traditional gender. If you've got the money, go and book a hotel room and explore for a weekend as your alternative gender. See how it feels. See, does it feel? Keep a diary. Keep a log of how you feel. 
daily diary of is this a good feeling it's like yeah i feel comfortable okay and then go through is it this is it this but don't make a decision at that time come back have a week think about it go and revisit it they go actually no that's still there or actually well this is really strong now okay maybe i do want to explore this a bit more and then start mixing and matching you can do little things day in day out you can wear makeup you cannot wear makeup you can grow a beard you cannot grow a beard you can wear like boxer shorts and that is enough to delay you know it's delay what am i on about um it's enough to help people as they're trying to explore that gender variance if they have one you know gender's not set it's not innate at least i don't think it's innate um <clears throat> And people have all different aspects of it. I mean, you know, dysphoria is caused by a number of different things. It's not just the obvious sort of like genitals. It's things like body hair. It's things like period. It's things like breast growth. It's things like um, something as stupid as I've got masculine shoulders. That could spark your dysphoria because every time you see it, you'd see the reflection in the mirror. And some things you can get away from and change, like your shape or your clothes. And some things require surgery. And if that's your route that you wish to go through, some people choose not to transition full time. It's hard. There is the average person takes four times to transition. I know I did. And we need way more than an hour to go through those four times. And, and then a book and then the counselling afterwards. And, you know, maybe maybe like a follow on series <laughs> somewhere down the line. Um, but each person's journey is different and where they want to get to. It's like, for example, with pronouns, uh, I purposely shy away from those. Um, the reason for that is people who can't transition, whether it be for family reasons, uh, religious reasons, they're volunteering the pronoun of the that the, they are not each and every time. Imagine how hard it is for someone to say, oh, I'm she, her, and actually they want to be he, him. And it's just remembering that every has a different story, a different journey, a different where they want to be, and, you know, it's it's it used to be a running joke, especially in the, the trans female communities. Once you transition, that's it, game over, you move on. And there was never any sort of like giving back to the community. I've done my journey by to the bit. I'm yeah. out of there. And everyone else behind us going, well, what do we do now? And people coming through, what do we do? Where do we go? What do we seek? Do we need hormones? Do we not need hormones? Do we I don't know? <laughs> and then you see a lot of people scratching their heads. So I'm a um, I'm a firm believer in making sure that people have a pathway or a history or you know people who are normal that's a, that's another thing there aren't any people who do normal jobs who are openly trans very often it's mm -hmm. always i'm in service industry or i'm doing nails or i'm doing beauty and makeup and that's no disrespect to those people who are doing those jobs they're very worthy jobs but people can be i can be an accountant i can be a firefighter i can be manager of my own business do you know what i mean and it's it's that as a whole entire community we pitch in a whole ourselves well we're only worthy of those jobs but yeah. we're not we're worthy of so much more you know it's oh, i want to be a media celebrity that's great i want to be an actor or an actress brilliant i've done an actress and actress in i've been in a film it was great it was one of those things i just decided to do saw an advert it's like yeah i'll do it and ended up in a zombie movie it was fun. Oh, wow <clears throat> yeah so, yeah, it's a Redcon 1. It was on Netflix until recently. I was only an extra, but it was that long film and I filmed it in both vendors, which was hilarious. <laughs> That's well funny. I love that. 
one of the things that I wanted to, because you, you brought it up, and I, would, I do want to kind of cover it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cover this over two episodes because uh, next week's guest is going to be talking about this as well. But I wanted to Fine. talk about um, gender, mm-hmm. sexuality, yeah. and pronouns. Now, okay. there is a there is a massive thing at the moment about pronouns, um, mm-hmm. and a, a lot more people who want to be educated, who mm-hmm. don't want to you know, step on people's toes or offend people or anything mm-hmm. like that. They do find it difficult to have these kind of conversations where I want to ask about pronouns or I want to ask about their gender. Or I want to ask about their sexuality, but I don't want to cause offense. Now, the, there'll be a, a vast majority of people that'll be, ask me and I'll tell you, but there'll be exactly. obviously a, a handful of people that will find offense. And I'm just wondering what would be the best way for somebody who, and um, let's call them what they are, so cisgendered, uh, for yeah. example. So cisgendered, male or female, straight, um, or whoever. Mm-hmm. How can they approach these types of subjects without causing offence? Uh, it's difficult. And those are, it's the reasons that you mentioned, because you've got a large number of people who are open and honest and want to educate, but you've got those people who it's something innate and it's respecting that privacy it makes it a minefield i know when i was coming to it all of the jargon associated with not only the trans community but the lgbt community in in general is completely impenetrable it really is it's just like you come into it fresh and it's like i don't even know what half this stuff means Mm -hmm. and it's like it's if you don't know and it's like well where do i go to ask a question and it's like i would say find a friendly trans person but you know, you become then a beacon and it's like answering all the questions and that's great and it's really good, but not everyone's going to, oh, I know trans people, I'll go and talk to a trans person and that trans person might be on an off day or not want to be bothered by it and it's going to have a completely different experience for them. Um, In terms of finding an answer, I don't think there is a singular answer to that question, to be honest with you. I think it's a case of education and I know that there's more education going into schools. Uh, about LGBTQ people um, and there should be more open discussion about it. We don't have to hide. We shouldn't hide. Shouldn't be scared of who we are. I know there's been a rise in homophobic and LGBTQ attacks recently, which is awful. But at the same time, why should we hide because of who we are? Exactly. You know, and completely agree. The more that that comes out that we're, we're just normal, Whatever normal is, I don't know what normal. Do you know what normal is, Marcus? I, I'm I have no idea. I've not. I've never okay. known what normal is no. ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that it's on a meeting, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's whatever. It's society, and it's just it's not as as a, a group that needs to change particularly. It's just making trying to break down gendered norms and sexuality norms that have been in place since the Victorians, and it's all to do with British stoicism. There's a whole kind of research area if you go into how Britain, particularly Britain, um, got so hardline in this man is man, woman is woman, that's it, this is what you're going to be, you have to be this gender and this is how it has to be. And it's like, well, actually, no, it doesn't have to be that way at all. We can throw Mm -hmm. that out the window. Um, I suppose if you're looking from a theoretical, the stuff uh, around postmodernism, postmodernity, and then sort of like the mixing up of genres and genders, and things like that, then that will help people to come out. I know 
coming online has helped a lot of people come out as well because of avatar you know back in the day when you had an avatar like in your myspace page or something <laughs> you yeah. know um it's like having an avatar and it's like okay so on my avatar i'm gonna be a uh, female but the normal life i'm gonna be male but it allows people a way in it allows people to express themselves and have a not a hidden past but just start that journey yeah and definitely. i guess the more acceptance and the more representation we get the better it will be i'm all for trying to fight for equality for everyone in the community even if some parts of the community think they're already equal like you're not but hey we'll deal with that a different time <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean it's we're all human at the end of the day we all live and breathe the same air we all eat the same food and we all eventually pass on and through that journey of life we should all be equal there shouldn't be anyone left behind or treated differently because of the sexuality with the gender um you know what depending on what religion they are for example it's just a, the lack of humanity and compassion comes through and it's just trying to break down that in order to say hey we're not preaching on the street corner but it's just like you know we've not got the same rights as you you know all we want is the same rights as you that's it as soon as we get that happy day thank you very much see you later that's, that's what equality is yeah. Equality, when you're fighting for equality, it's not that you're fighting for more rights. We're fighting for the equal amount of rights. That's why it's called equality. That's why yeah. equal is in the word. We're looking for equality. We're looking for the same amount of rights yeah. and privileges as everybody else. Yeah. And that is it. That's it, literally it. Once we've got that, it's thanks very much. Toodles, we're off. Yeah, there. like just leave us alone then. Just you know, we'll crack on. We'll have our, you know, we'll we'll have our glitter in the air and flying around on unicorns and whatever we want to do. Like just just give us the equality first, and then we can move yeah. on. And we, we we you know we'll we'll stop talking to you. We'll still, we'll we'll leave you to it. Um, let's talk about support that's out there. Obviously, we want to talk about. Um, because this is, you know, I want to do as much education as possible with regards to this subject. Mm. With anybody out there who may be looking to try and get a little bit of extra support or a little bit of education, whether they be wanting to um, explore their uh, sex or gender, um, mm -hmm. or even if, for example, it's just somebody, a parent, a friend, or whatever, and they want to be able to be more supportive of somebody who may be going through something in their mindset. Um, where can people find extra support or extra education? Oh, God, that's it. That's a good question. So there's actually quite a lot out there at the moment. So a lot of the gender identity clinics um, or services, as they prefer to be called now, have uh, gender outreach workers um, um, that leads gender identity clinic are now um, working with Newcastle, Sheffield, and they have phone lines or actual workers you can approach. Say, I'm really struggling with this. Give them a call the numbers will be on the website the numbers will be on um the internet and they have pages on facebook uh, in terms of trans specific helplines uh minds have a specific trans helpline on a monday wednesday and friday i had no idea about uh, that it's based out of bristol um that's really good um it's staffed by trans and trans allies and trans radio uk also run a support line which is 24 hours um, so there are options available online. There's places like Gendered Intelligence and Gires, so I can never pronounce it. It's G-I-R-E-S. Um, to have a look for information, they provide lots of 
leaflets and literature about everything you ever wanted to know about transness and were afraid to ask. And it's like, oh my God, how do I do this? Well, you have to go for X, Y, and Z, and then by Z, and then plus 52 times it by infinity, and you're almost there. <laughs> you know. So there's plenty and of support the, out there for people. Yeah, there is. It's just having courage to know that people are going to treat you and not as not as, uh, as something to be disdained and it's getting over that shame and guilt which goes way back to the start about our favorite friend that we mentioned begins with section ends in 28 mm-hmm. which is really caused problems with people not only um trans people but the lgbtq community in general i mean things like just accessing basic services well no one's going to touch me i'm i'm i'm, I'm lgbtq Ugh, who wants to know about that and that's wrong and it shouldn't shouldn't be that way. And it's empowering mm-hmm. people to know, you know, I deserve that. I'm worth it. Let's do it. Definitely. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you would like the opportunity to discuss now? Oh God, that's a good question. So along with the, the zombie films and you know the the, the top warrior, the love that we share, that was good. That'd be a fair share of those. Um, I do writing as well. Oh wow! I know it's. Yeah, I've got an essay in a book, um, which I'll show you on screen. I don't know if you can see it. It's called Transitions. Okay. It's by JK Publishing. I could read you a bit if we've got time. I don't know. Yeah, plenty of time. Don't worry. Yeah. It is. So this is about stuff uh, about transition that no one talks about. I apologize in advance because it might get pretty gruesome. There's nothing graphic in terms of like sexual content or anything like that, but trigger warning, it might get gruesome. Okay, so are you sitting comfortably? And I shall be yes. in. <laughs> so, so this is called The One That No One Talks About, hashtag or forward slash Alice, what's the matter? Delete is appropriate. So this is a story I wrote. It's not a story. It's a, it's an essay I wrote whilst I was recovering from surgery. Uh, my phone alarm goes off. Far from love blares loudly from the speaker as the vocals blur and blend into the usual morning ritual. Hopefully, it will bring me to a fully awakened state. It does not. Fighting and striving whilst wrapped in a myriad of covers and sheets, I struggle to locate where the noise is coming from. Eventually, my body arrives at its senses and I am awake enough to stop the beautiful dreamlike music from waking the rest of the street, let alone me. I'm tired. I'm really tired. It's day something post-gender reassignment surgery. And for weeks now, the routine has been the same. I wake from the tormented sleep, full of worry, to see if I will awake with blood or pus or something else in my overnight pad. The recovery from surgery has been fraught with difficulties, and everything from a paramedic visit through to a suspected kidney stones and a UTI. My body is still trying to fight, and fight hard against a deep surgical infection that shows no sign of abating. For good. Vanquished. Defeated. We had been close a few times. A few salad days when I'd woken up and there was nothing. Usually I slid my tracksuit bottoms down and then my pants and then gingerly, not wanting there to be any infection there, my pad. Each day expecting that the pad would be clean. No blood, no pus, just nothing. For a few brief moments, the anticipation reached a crescendo of intense thoughts. Will today be the day I can sigh with relief? Will this be the moment I can get up and get on with my recovery from surgery without having the very real fear that bits would fall out from where they really, really should not fall out from? Today was not going to be that day. 
I grimaced and I scowled as I looked at the cotton maternity pad. It was creased and disfigured from my movement uh, whilst asleep. Today it was speckled with a snot-like coloured residue. Day something. My heart sank. I sighed heavily. Today was not the day we would reach victory. It was not the day that I could truly get back on track and get on with my recovery. Instead, with a heavy heart and a resigned, tortured, beaten body, I dragged myself out of bed, putting on a fake smile, ready to face what happens next. That was really good, that. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's obviously very much in detail, mm -hmm. um, but without actually going into detail, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Um, there's a lot of imagery there as well. And to be fair, it's beautifully written. You should be very, very proud of that. And to have it published as well, Mm. that's so good it's a yeah, very proud so moment i was i was amazed I, I was recovering from surgery and it's like oh you must write this thing i'm like i'm talking about this thing and i was like it's gonna be a book i'm like happy days <laughs> but it's it's it follows on the story follows on about things that trans people don't often talk about it's post-surgical recovery and then the the, the wonderful world that is dilation and that is for someone who's having a vaginoplasty, no one ever talks about There's guides online, but no one ever talks about the reality of it. It's one of those unsaid things. It's the same with other parts of the community. We don't talk about that, it never happens. No one ever does that. It's all, as we say, fluffy unicorns and clowns and rainbows and sparkles. But mm -hmm. it's about informing people. And this is what I was going back to the early point. It's about making sure that people are aware of what it is. It's not always going to be sweetness and light, but at the same time, it's not going to say, it's going to be this depressing, miserable thing. It's just making people aware that not everything is like you see on the internet or it's not everything that you see, you know, I, I, as people measure each other by other people's lives. It's your life. It's how you react and where you want to go and what you want to do. So by breaking that taboo and talking about the things that no one, no one talks about, you won't find in-depth post-surgical bad stuff anyway unless they're suing the surgeon but that's it's typical when i you know looking into it it's just one of those things like oh i wasn't expecting oh my god yeesh. Um, <laughs> that's not right how do i do how do i get around it uh can i get a surgeon oh no the pandemic's on yeah damn it <laughs> but so, to be yeah. fair i mean that that essay as well i i as you quite rightly said there's a lot of people that will have this not a misconception, but because obviously there's no education there, they will have this thought that it's just, oh, it's a nice, easy process. Oh, there's just, yeah, it's I just like, oh, take some hormones and then you're pretty much done and that's it. Congratulations. But what, yeah. what you, what you've done is that you've shone like a really, you, you shone a light on it essentially and gone. Yeah. It's the, the, you know, there's a lot that you have to go through to, to be, be who you were supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean that, that. The other thing is, it's not the journey. The journey's not for everyone. Surgery's mm -hmm. not for everyone. Um, you know, hormones are not for everyone. You can live your life and still be you without all that. If that's how you want to be, and it's like, no, I can't. Yeah, you can. There's no pressure there. It's your life. Do with it how you wish. <laughs> it's like I'm happy doing this. Great. You happy? Happy days. You feel comfortable? I'm comfortable. Sweet. Do I need to do anything else? No. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but not like that flippantly but do you know what i mean yeah definitely yeah um you know um so did a bit of writing i'm in another book called trans burial which i've done some poetry in because i'm i'm like i'm a posh cow apparently <laughs> <laughs> 
And then finally, um, there is a, a fantastic exhibition, photography exhibition, uh, which is called your, yeah, I can't even speak, You Brought Your Own Lights. So this started uh, from a photographer in Manchester working with the Sparkle, the National Transgender Charity. There's also someone you can contact for information, um, as I'm just doing all the information things at the moment. Um, and about three or four years ago, they did an exhibition about trans people and what it was to be trans. It was just sitting there, what's an old portrait. Uh, it got exhibited in Manchester City Library over the summer. It got nominated for awards there. They're lost out to the Manchester Bee. If you remember mm -hmm. all the bees around Manchester. Yeah. Um, um, but subsequently, the, the exhibition has continued. I took it to Blackpool for Trans Day of Vis no, Remembrance. Um, and had it in an exhibition there whilst I was with Blackpool Failing Lives, which is fantastic. And it was a great solemn occasion um, to re remember. Um, and then subsequently, one of the photographs is when uh, one of the photography uh, awards of the year. So it's now a multi-award winning exhibition. Um, it, they are still taking more pictures. Um, and then if anyone's quick enough to take it down, Google, you brought your own light and Ali Carew. So that's A double L I E C R E W E. And there's even a book. I'm not joking. There's a book. Wow. Yeah, lot refunded. My picture is in there, but it's awful. I'm not going to show you it. <laughs> Which means, guys, you just have to buy the book. <laughs> Love it. So it's all about breaking down those barriers. Going back to what I was saying about normal, normal jobs. That's not what I mean. It's all about having just be you and not worry about what society thinks and not what you see in the papers and not what you read on Twitter. There are people who will fight those battles. And if you're comfortable to do that, fine. But the gloves are off. You don't have to hide who you are anymore. You can do whatever the hell you want. If you want to be an astronaut, go do being an astronaut, whatever it takes. It's like, mm -hmm. well, I can't do that. Well, you've got nothing to hide. You're not hiding from yourself. There's no shame or guilt. Try it. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Is there anything else that we haven't discussed that you would like the opportunity to discuss? Oh gosh. No, I think that I think I've covered enough and people are sick of the sight of me right now, but she's not telling anyone. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Uh <laughs> As I said, this was a subject that we really needed to talk about, especially with it being Spillet's Pride Month as well. It would make mm. zero sense not to include something like this. So mm. um, if somebody wanted to find out more information, whether that be uh, some of the links that you've talked about today to talk about uh, the, some of the books or to get extra mm. support or the, like go and see the work that you do with obviously Blaze, where can people find you if they wanted more oh. information? So um, you can at Blaze LGBT, um, and that will find you find us on Twitter. It should also find us on Facebook. Um, we have uh, a lot of links to where who we work with. We tend to run face to face meetings at Let's Grow Ashton Park in Preston on a Saturday, and we'll soon be Touch Word, Lucky Rabbit's Foot, and all the rest of it starting a face to face breakfast club at Cafe Kibuni. Um in terms of trans support, there's the Mineland. Mineland? Why have I got my, Mineland? Anyone? No, no idea. <laughs> mine, my, uh, there's Mine Transline. Um, they are easily locatable by typing in Mineland Trans Helpline and Trans Radio UK, which is a radio station that's run by trans people online. Um, they have a support service as well. I'm just typing the details for that as well. 
And Brilliant. regarding the exhibition in the book, uh, Joanna, sorry, Jessica Kingsley publishes. It's on Amazon. So you can type in my name. I'm, I'm there as a, an attributed author. I had to go through all kinds of rigmarole to do that. And you'll, you'll find that when you get your book published, Marcus. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Can't wait. I'm verified and everything. I, I'm me. Oh, really? No shit. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. Um, yeah. So it's good. And with the exhibition, go to Ali, Ali's website. She's still recruiting. If you are trans and you want to be a part of it, then get in contact. She's very, very prominent in the trans community. Um, yeah. That's really what I can Brilliant. say. It's just, and if you're considering your gender or you're worried about your gender, contact one of the gender outreach teams. Talk to um, people. There's a lot of forums out there. Try not to glean all your information from Facebook groups because they tend to concentrate on the dark side of transition, which we haven't really covered in this issue. And I'm not going down all the, the self-medding rate and all the rest of that because that's just kind of worms and we'll leave that there. Mm-hmm. But just try and make sure if you do things like that, that you're getting your blood checked by your doctor, you know, you're making sure that you're medically stable, um, making sure that you're monitoring your progress, like everything that you do is major in your life, making sure, stopping, reassessing, is this right for me? I'm asking those questions. Um, you know, I'm always available. Um, catches on base. Um, or come and see us when we hold a face, face-to-face groups. Probably end up playing Cards Against Humanity or something like that. But I love Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's a great, it's a great way of getting people talking. So, um, but it's it's how the group wants to go. If they want to talk about issues of the day, it's fine. I mean, when we started Blaze earlier in the year, we had Dwayne Win Evans, the weather presenter, on, which was brilliant. It was absolutely fantastic. So, but that was when we were all con- confined to being online like this, and we couldn't do face to face things. So, mm-hmm. I'd love to do, love to do a spill it live. That would be brilliant. Hey, don't be giving out all my secrets. I'm not having that. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to keep tuned for that one. <laughs> all right, I will. I'm in for that one. Um, but yeah, the, so there's always always options available. Um, if you're really struggling and you don't know where to turn, or you've got, you know, you may be hiding your trans or your sexuality. Um, with drink or drugs, then by all means contact uh, substance misuse services. They are well geared to LGBTQ people these days. Uh, we Are With You has a specific LGBTQ chat on a Wednesday online, staffed by LGBTQ volunteers. They are very aware of all these situations that people are facing and why someone would turn to drink, drug and alcohol um, during that situation. Um, yeah, it's out there. Just don't be afraid. Even if it's just a baby step and you go, do you know what? That's enough for me. You've done it and you've taken that first step. Exactly. I always compare things like this, like where people talk about the the very very the very first step, and you just got to take that first step. I always um, compare. My analogy is like an ice rink. You've got an ice skating mm-hmm. for the very first time, and if you remember, like putting on those blades, and then you step out on the ice and you're so scared it's just that first little step and you just think i'm gonna go flying i'm not gonna be able to stand up and it's just that fear takes over you and then you take another step and you actually think actually i can go really really slowly here and then suddenly before you know it you're flying around that ice rink and you're being the best version of yourself so take that first step and all you have to ever do is baby steps. That's all you yeah. ever have to do. Nobody's telling you to rush into things head first and 
you know, go diving straight in. Like just everything in life has to be taken with baby steps. That's it. There's no taking the plunge. Like you have to, if you're unsure, the best way to to do things is by baby steps. Um, that takes us nicely onto our final thoughts section. So have you got some final thoughts for people at home today? So this goes out to everybody. Oh God, to everybody. No pressure then. <laughs> no pressure. Just your no. final thoughts to absolutely everybody out there, including all of the 16 countries that we're streaming to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But aside from that, I'd be ready. Be fine. <laughs> so the final thoughts are just really if, at any point, you, you can't see a way forward. You can't see a way to struggle in. You can't, you don't see things because within yourself, you don't always see things clearly. It's reach out. And it's an awfully, terribly cliche to thing is reach out. And for those who are listening and they can spot signs in people, well, they're not acting themselves. Oh, they've started dressing differently. Oh, do you know what? They're a bit withdrawn. Reach in actually make the decision to reach in. It's not always on the person to reach out and have an honest discussion. If you're good mates or your relations or whatever, you should be able to be honest, uh, upfront with people. I always find that, you know, behind every lie or behind every hidden secret, there's always some honesty. So just be honest. It saves all, all having all the crap to deal with. So don't be ashamed of who you are. Don't be ashamed to be who you are. And don't be ashamed to seek help if you need it to be who you are, wherever that journey takes you. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now, at the end of every episode, I give my guests the opportunity to give a quote. And it can be something that they stand by, live by. It could be something that they've heard they just really like. Or it could be something that they have made up that they just think that is their quote for me. And I'm just wondering, have you got a quote for us today? I do. I can never remember it off the top of my head, but it's something I like to live by. It's basically a river cuts through rock, not because of its power, but because of its persistence. And that is it's basically another way of saying never give up. Never give up on your hopes. Never give up on your dreams. Never doubt yourself. Well, you're going to doubt yourself, but if you know, you know something, you know intrinsically, you know within yourself. Never give up on pursuing that. And you shouldn't, you get one shot at this, you know, just keep trying, you know, even it's the tiniest little shuffle, you're still pushing through and that's what really counts. And that's something I try and live by every day. That's why I end up doing some crazy stuff like films and, you know what, I haven't tried that. Let's just try and let's go and do this. Why? Because I've not done this. But Dan, why? It looks like fun. Do it. See what happens afterwards. <laughs> Love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much for being so open, showing vulnerability, uh, for educating us as well, and especially for your final thoughts and your quote as well. They are very, very important and it really tugged on my heartstrings, especially with your final thoughts. So thank you so much for coming on the show and speaking your truth with us today. And I'm hoping that this go when this goes out to everybody, obviously anybody who's been listening into the show today or tonight or watches it back or listens to this on the podcast, I hope that they take something from today's show as well. Um, thank you so much. You are now free to say your goodbyes. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I've, I've enjoyed it. Um, it's been an amazing opportunity. Uh, I know Marcus is just absolutely fantastic. 
I hope the rest of the Pride Month goes all right. I'm sorry that I probably wasn't as funny as Gideon, but hey, lemon's the apples. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always um, about being funny, though. It's about the education. No. It's about that's what because that's what Pride should be about as well. Pride should be about the education side of things. Um, yeah, and just keep listening and try and educate yourself. Even if you're the LGBTQ person, just like learn a little bit more about things each and every day. Definitely. It you know, it all helps. We we get one shot, we should do this. Let's do it together. Is what I always say. That's why the three pillars of Spillit are always to connect, inspire, and learn. Every day is a school day. I wish that I knew absolutely everything, and I definitely don't, which is why I take away something from every single episode that I do, which is why I talk about them. It's why I love doing them. It's I would love to think that I'm an expert in these different fields, but I'm definitely not. And speaking to people from a, a completely different backgrounds and everything, I realize myself how much I don't know about these different areas as well and everybody you you might like this goes out to everybody out there as well you may think that you are you know you're, you're fully educated in a certain field um, you're not no nobody will ever be fully educated because what ties into the education is emotions and feelings as well and you may learn something textbook but you've not lived it and so therefore hearing other people's perspectives hearing other people's stories that's where you get your education from, not what's always in a textbook. The, the best education is listening to people's stories. And you sharing your story today, Danielle, has really educated me, and I'm hoping has really educated some people out there as well. Brilliant. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Uh, and I'll hopefully see you again soon. Yeah, please do. Take care. Wow, what an episode. Thank you so much to Danielle for being so open, honest, and vulnerable with us this evening. What a great show. I knew that this was going to be something that we really needed to talk about. It was going to be a really good episode. Thank you guys for watching, for listening, for commenting, etc. It's been a pleasure as always. Next week, we are joined by Beth Meadows, who works for Lancashire LGBT. We are going to be talking about LGBT in Lancashire, specifically talking about each of those LGBT, but then also talking about non-binary as well. All of that is going to be coming up in next week's episode. Cannot wait for it. That's going to be such a good one. So make sure that you are staying tuned for that. My name is Marcus Wright. To find all of my social medias, you can head over to my website, www.spillit.uk, and you'll be able to find all of my social medias on there, ranging from Facebook to Instagram to TikTok to Snapchat, whatever. You can find all of my social medias over on there as well. The best way that you can contact me with regards to Spillit would be over on my email. So you can head over to any email obviously and send me an email marcus at spillit.uk that is the best way to contact me with everything to do with spillet the best way that you can support me as well there are four ways that you can support me two of which you can find on the website you can head over to the website and you can buy merch and there's also the official patreon to buy merch head over to this website and go on click onto the store you'll be able to find Things like hoodies, t-shirts, beanie hats. We're heading into the winter season now, guys. Everybody loves a beanie in the winter. You can get those, and they are going on sale as well very, very soon. So make sure you keep an eye out on that. 
And also, as I say, you'll be able to join the official Patreon. If you can just donate a li- as little as £2 a month, it keeps Spill It going. It keeps Spill It growing. It keeps me surviving. Spill It. <laughs> Not like it's a chore or anything, but you can. So if, for example, you want to uh, help me out and help Spill It grow, then you can donate literally just £2 a month. That is all it costs you. £2 per month, and you'll be helping me out and helping Spill It grow. There are two other ways that you can support me is by inviting people into the Spillet community by get, sharing the Facebook page, sharing the podcast, sharing the YouTube channel, or sharing people on Twitch as well. And the last way that you can uh, support me is by leaving a review. You can leave a review over on Facebook. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and you can now leave a review on Audible and Amazon Podcasts as well. Thank you so much for watching. It's been an absolute pleasure. As always, I thank you so much for all of your comments. I just seen Deborah's uh, coming in as well, saying greetings from Switzerland and not Arizona. Hello from Switzerland. Hope you're okay. Not 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 hello from Switzerland. Hello to Switzerland. That's right, isn't it? <laughs> I'm saying hello to Switzerland. There we go. That's right. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining thank you so much for your comments thank you so much for your support because it means so much as always and until we spill it again it's bye for now